listen to the Guitar Heroes podcast. And we are live, everybody. Well, at least I think we're live this week. We weren't live last week. Are you live, Chris? I'm here. <laughs> you Don't me, do that to me. Don't you have me worried then. <laughs> Lee, are you live this week? I think so. I think just about, just about looking at it. I think all systems go at the moment. Can, do you know? We've got. A, we're, we're not going to address the elephant in the room. Uh, obviously, those. Where that, is it? Uh, that, uh, <laughs> well, those that are, are like really addicted to this podcast and can't get enough of it. We can only apologise for the big elephant-sized dump that we left last week instead <laughs> of a podcast. There was no podcast last week because... Um, well, there was. We'd planned. There well, was there, a well, podcast. <laughs> we recorded a well, podcast. <laughs> we were there. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners Fortunately, weren't. Fortunately, <laughs> our listeners weren't, yeah. <laughs> so so what happened, ladies and gentlemen, of um, of this podcast community that we've created was we decided, well, we, we didn't decide, we, we were rehearsing with the show last week. We were allowed out. Old um, old Bojo said, yes, you can go out and do things within reason and certain legal limits, which meant we could rehearse. Woo-hoo. So, uh, whoop, whoop. yeah, exactly. We hadn't rehearsed for about five months. And, um, God, it showed. No, anyway, um, we hadn't rehearsed for about five months. And we, we, we went and we did a COVID-safe rehearsal. And on the way, we thought, let's do the podcast on the way to the rehearsal. And then on the way back from the rehearsal, and the way there worked out quite fine. There was a few audio issues, you know. I mean, we were recording from the mini tour bus, so that was a bit at its challenges with background noise and what have you. But we we kind of got there. Mm. But on the way back, um, for some reason, my audio just took a dump. It it just it didn't work, did it? Computer it's, said no, yeah. didn't it? The computer said no. So we do apologise for the um, for the gap in your podcast life. It was a fantastic episode. We'll tell you that much. That's all you need to know. We probably um, the best episode the we've best ever yet. done. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> we introduced new features done. such as spot the motorhomes and uh, <laughs> how many grockles are on their way into Weymouth. So they'll be returning. You know, I again. didn't have a rant. I didn't have a rant. <laughs> you did but have I a think rant. I might have. You did. I did last week. Oh yeah. 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 It lasted oh, for yeah, like I fifteen did. minutes. <laughs> Two minutes of caravans. <laughs> and the, the podcast was like, what, 40 minutes of um, me ranting on about motorhomes yeah. and then yeah. five minutes of guitars. Well, it was, it was mm. uh, excuse the pun, but it was a road test for, for what we hope to do in the future when we do get back out there gigging. And we yeah. certainly learned that at the moment we're not ready for that. So <laughs> we're back here on Zoom mm. this evening, which feels somewhat more yeah. comfortable. It did feel slightly strange to actually be in the same space as each other while we were doing one of these bit weird well you know why it's probably because we hadn't washed oh there is that that'll explain the smell yeah i I mean in in my studio all it basically smells of is port and cheese (laughs) Uh, well not i'm not used to other from the van (laughs) (laughs) i'm not not used to other people's port and cheese and it was a little bit boring from my point of view if i'm honest because i was sober i was driving well but on that (laughs) on that note you'll note that i'm actually drinking water at the moment but that's because are you on antibiotics? No, that's because I've already been to the pub. I'm podcasting post pub. <laughs> oh man! Because oh, that's dear. the biggest so news that we're now allowed to go to the pub. So I've been there. Woo! Do you know what? I'm uh, supposedly I'm the biggest drinker in the show, right? Yeah. I, I don't know where people not get anymore. that from. But I've not even been to a pub yet. I, I'm, I, don't bother me. I've been don't to a few. Been to a few. Uh, well, I know you. Have. I've come back but from the pub just to do this. Oh, and I need to say now for the record, 
I've got an Indian yeah. takeaway turning up soon. So as soon as that doorbell goes, I'm out of here, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like uh, life is good in the Lee in the Lee household. That's brilliant. Well, That's you know, the sun's shining. Yeah. yeah, so tomorrow, yeah, it'll be great. A bit hungover and stinking of garlic. Yeah. Excellent. You know, I haven't got a gig to go to, so why not? Why not? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, that's good. That's, have you got anything turning up, Chris? Oh, no. Not tonight. Not tonight. I did have fish and chips yesterday. That was uh, that was pretty nice. Mm. Oh, that mm. was good. I'm a local chippy. Does halloumi, battered halloumi and chips. That's really Ooh. nice. That sounds good. Yeah. Well, we've drifted straight into our normal territory, <laughs> discussing yeah. anything but music. <laughs> we've talked about <laughs> pubs, music, yeah. motorhomes, yeah. Okay. food. In all seriousness, though, uh, though, we've actually got two rehearsals in since last podcast now, haven't we? Because we did the yep. one where the failed podcast happened, but we also did one yesterday, which was cool. So things are things are kind of happening again in uh, Camp Guitar Heroes. They are. Yeah, yeah, they are indeed. And I'm not going to say too much at all about this yet, but um, there's a new project looming as well which um, I'm not going to say anything, and it's going to be months before I'm allowed to, but I just want to I want to tease everybody first. But there's a new... Pr- and it, and um, it involves a guitar build as well, and part of it arrived today. It did. So it did. that's all I'm going to say you on that tease. You tease, Phil. Oh, oh, tease, tease, tease. Oh, man, I'll I'm so you clickbait. You are, you are the worst, though, Phil. When it comes to things like that, he is like a child. Like, if you tell him he can't <laughs> tell anyone... He's just fit to burst within about ten minutes. <laughs> How many times, Chris, already has Phil said, "Right, I really shouldn't tell you this," but <laughs> and then he tells you something. We got, we've got you and me, Lee. We've got to contain so many secrets. <laughs> it's, uh, actually, none of it actually is going to happen. I just want to see what you two will do. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> Yeah, it's all a big test, you see. What's going to happen, Phil? I just Phil, want to see which one I'm going to leave my strap to. What's <laughs> going to happen, Phil? Someone's going to come up to you and say, look, Phil, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but so-and-so's happening. But like, And it's all originated yeah. from you. <laughs> yeah, probably. It'll all come back to me, won't it? Yeah. Anyway, today's podcast, let's get back on topic. Today's podcast is all about squirrels. Oh no! Sorry, we drifted sorry? again, didn't we? You drifted no. into your oh, yeah. other your other podcast there, Phil. The other <laughs> podcast that I do, yeah. yeah. How many? How no, many did you? How many did you see today whilst uh, urinating on your on your lawn? I've quit urinating on my lawn. Oh, have you? Because um, yeah, yeah, no, I can't be bothered anymore. It's it's stupid, and it's to be honest. No, I'll tell you real. It's daylight. Neighbors don't like it. It's a lot lighter at night now. You've got new neighbors as well, haven't you? So. Oh, Hi guys! Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for that. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do the uh, the national lampoons thing when the when we're sitting, you know when they start loading the furniture and what have you. I'm gonna go out in the garden and take a pee in my dressing gown and go. Shit, it was full. <laughs> 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 anyway, today we are talking about the one, the only, the probably one of the things that kicked it all off, the Fender Telecaster. And uh, we're quite interested about this. Oh, there it goes. Tiny, tiny. I like it. The um, uh, interesting thing about this is we've all got a Telecaster with us tonight, and and they're all very much the same, yet totally different, Mm. which is great. great thing about Telecasters, and no doubt Lee's got lots of information he's going to share with us. Well... If you want to go straight into it, someone needs to cue my music. Because I have come prepared with notes. 
as well, usual. Which one is it seems the most logical place to start is a little bit of history of the telecaster. Start so at the very beginning. Absolutely. Start at the right, beginning. Chris. So Okay, so go on, Phil, go. you do it. Go for it. You do it. Oh, shall I do it? You do okay, it. No, okay. wait, well, I'll, do it. I'll do it. <laughs> no, oh, go you on. No, do go it? on, you do it. Okay. Oh, what's, what's up with him tonight? Is he had is that, if you put <laughs> a sugar in your tea tonight in your green tea, he's hyper. Look. Oh no, he's on the brandy. That's good. That's good. So um yes, ladies and gentlemen, tonight there will be no Phil's rant because I've got a feeling this is gonna be yeah, this is gonna be a good one. So no Phil's rant, nothing about pulling the plug out of my bathtub tonight. I have a no, Chris, ladies I have and a gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of them. That's one of them. <laughs> Wait, write that down. Ladies What's the date? What's the date? <laughs> oh, ladies this, and this, this hang on, hang on. Oh my God. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> people people won't actually this know what we're on shit. about because we're referring to something. <laughs> <laughs> that happened in the van podcast that never made it out. So we we're gonna we're gonna branch out into uh, collecting some of Phil's little phrases and slogans. And if you eventually do get to come to a show and and we actually get to put some merch out when that's possible, we might branch into having a section of show merch and a section of podcast merch, which has got some of Phil's classic sayings. Well, I'm Chris, thinking. T- I'm thinking. T- which was your favourite? What really chews my toffee? <laughs> <laughs> what really I blows get my candle out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and oh. what really pulls the plug out of my bath? Apparently that's <laughs> that's today. So, well, we missed a week, but we're back on form. <laughs> oh, dear. Ladies and gentlemen, let's cue the music. What will we learn today in Lessons with Lee? 1940s, California, and uh, a chap called Leo Fender worked in a a radio repair shop, Fender's Radio Service, repairing and designing amps and pickups, amongst other things. At the time, it was mainly for semi-acoustic guitars, lap steels and mandolins. Uh, But he had, in that repair shop, he had a kind of bodged wooden guitar-type thing that he really just used to... um, to test pickups, people would come in and uh, and he would do repairs. Anyway, this uh, contraption that he had got a bit of a reputation for itself and people thought it sounded quite good. So um, country players would ask Leo if, he, if they could borrow said contraption, take it out on a gig, and it got a bit of a reputation. So Leo got thinking, hmm, maybe there's something in this. And uh, he went on to build what was the first prototype of, well unnamed Fender guitar at the time, the first solid body guitar uh, of its kind. Have you guys seen the uh, the Proto Telecaster, by the way? I have, yeah. You have? Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, yeah. Oh, it's an odd-looking thing. The, the white thing with the... That's it's the got one. Um, a three-a-side headstock, hasn't it? Correct, correct. Actually, yeah. um, I played a guitar for a while that I, I borrowed off, a, off my uncle. Have you ever seen a Shergold Masquerader? Yes, I have. When I saw the picture of this uh, Tele prototype today, it reminded me of that. It's got this sort of right. clubby headstock with the three aside, and it's a very much a Telecaster shape. But anyway, I think Leo kind of got the inspiration from, if you look at a Telecaster, it's like a slimmed down dreadnought acoustic. It's got that single wasn't cutaway. It, he, wasn't he, he it designed as a, a, uh, a, uh, a Hawaiian steel guitar, wasn't it, or something that they they were making around well, 45 or something like that, wouldn't it? Or something mm. Uh, put your hand up if you need to ask questions, Chris. Okay. Sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be sent out in a minute. You're going to be sent so to the naughty corner. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Uh, the link there is that um, 
uh, like I said, in his repair shop, he was he was largely kind of repairing and servicing amps, radios, and lap steels. They were one of the electric instruments at the time. People had started developing electric pickups and looking at ways to make these instruments louder. And uh, Leo actually was, I think he made um, lap steels at the time. They had the Fender Champion that became like their first instrument, and that's where he got his pickup that eventually moved onto the Telecaster. So anyway... He's messing around in the radio shop, doing all that kind of stuff, and his little gadgety gizmo thing gets some uh, some reputation. People start liking it, so he thinks, "I'm gonna have a go at this. There's something in this." Makes the prototype, which we've just been discussing, and that seems to go pretty well. So, in 1950, things start getting serious for Fender, and we see the first proper Fender guitar, which was, of course, the Esquire, designed in 1949 and released in 1950, designed by Leo Fender and George Fullerton. You know the significance of those names? Looking for gold stars here. Um, Is the Fullerton the factory that produced the models? Leo Fender and George Fullerton. Leo and George, or should I say George and Leo. G and L. Correct. Oh, there we go. Correct. They are the G and L of the G and L guitar company that they moved on to when they parted ways with Fender. So, 1950 yet sees the introduction of the Esquire, and that is the single pickup Telecaster, if you will. Uh, Shortly after that, they said, we need more sounds, there's not enough versatility from this, and they slapped the neck pickup on it, and it became the Broadcaster. I think we actually had part of this lesson touched upon by... Our dear drummer friend, Alan, did he not bring this up a few episodes he ago? He did, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> he did, yeah. yeah. So the legend has it, uh, a lot of guitar players will know this, but it was introduced as the broadcaster, obviously, uh, Leo's radio background. You can see where he came up with that name. But the Gretsch Drum Company at the time had a broadcaster kit, and they started legal proceedings against Leo to say, you can't bring this out, you can't release an instrument with the same name, it's going to get confused with our drum kit. So in a uh, in a panic, he basically just removed the name for the time being. He built some guitars, he wanted to sell them, um, but he didn't have a name, so he just took the decal off. And we have what is now known as the No-Caster. Oh, oh were you going to say sir. it? Oh. I- I was. I you put my put, hand up and everything. Up I, and everything. I knew that, yeah. sir. Sorry, it was a bit of a glitch on Zoom. You put your hand up, but it came. It, I saw the hand go up after I'd given the answer. <laughs> well, you can have a gold star anyway, because I know that you you knew that. So uh, thank thank you, sir. So yeah, the it, it, we know it as the No Caster. That was an unofficial name, but it was called the No Caster simply because it had no name for a brief period until it was renamed in September of 1951, and we arrive at the Telecaster two pickup version of the Esquire. Um, he's uh, developing those pickups that he was using on the Champion lap steel. And the original guitars, those original prototypes, some of the Esquires, they were made from pine, but he pretty quickly moved on to older and swamp ash. And you mentioned about the three-a-side thing, Phil. Mm. I read this online today. Do you know uh, that Leo got the inspiration for the six-a-side thing from uh, Croatian stringed instruments that he'd seen? Oh, wow. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. He was going to go down the three-a-side. That was the logical thing at the time because everything was just acoustic guitars, Gibsons, Rickenbackers. Everything was three-a-side. And evidently, he saw something far off and mysterious from the land of Croatia and said, hmm, that really works quite well. So there we go. I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did because uh, three-a-side fenders don't 
feel right at all. Oh, I think Chris had his hand up there. Yes, uh, Taylor, you had your hand up I was going to say, there. in 51, didn't, uh, obviously, in addition to the neck pickup, didn't they bring in a tone control as well when electronics modified as well? For the tone versus. control was always on it. It was always uh, on it. The, the, the pots were always there. They always had two pots, but there was about three or four variations of what that tone pot did. Okay. Walker. You've got your hand up. I've there. got my hand up. Yeah. I've got my hand up. Go for it. Yeah, Chris, you Chris, you 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 may be confused with um the the tone and the switch because the um, the selector switch on the Telecaster was the bridge pickup and then in the middle position it went to the neck pickup and then in what would be the neck position on the selector switch went to like this real boomy sort of sound, okay. boomy. Yeah, they called um, it the, I think it was called the dark tone. Yeah, and that, do you know, uh, oh, God, I'm getting into Lee's, um, Lee's lesson. <laughs> do you know why they did that? No, you're going to tell you're me that, won't you? <laughs> I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. The reason they did that is because um, they had, like, the T-chest the basses and the upright basses and all things like that, mm. and th it was a way of making the guitar sound like an electric bass at the time. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. It was, it was it actually, if you look at the those early, those... You know the Blackguard years, I guess, 1950 through to sort of 1953, 1954. Mm. There is about three or four different variations of what that tone circuit did. It was always mm. the format of two knobs and a selector switch, but it it did go through a few things, like you say, Phil, with the dark. The dark tone mm. was there for a while. You had almost like a blend pot at one point as well, which mm. I think Keith Richards still uses on his on his um, whatever yeah. it's called, his 1953 Tele. Uh, and then eventually Macorber. That's the one. Another gold star. Yeah. Well, Walker, you are. Macorber, I was actually watching. Do you, know, do you know as well Keith Richards? He um, he's not earned a penny from the Rolling Stones, hasn't he? Really? Did you know that? No, he's earned nothing because he, um, he he literally plays with five strings. He can't afford six. <laughs> <laughs> right, Walker. <laughs> see me after. Well, on that Keith Richards. Well, if you're having a curry, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> on second thoughts, see me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and then obviously eventually yeah uh, late 1951 and certainly 1952 we arrive at the telecaster as we know which mm. those of you at home cannot see but i'm holding something that vaguely resembles that blackguard 52 telly describe and, uh, your telecaster lee then go on describe it well what, what, have you, what have you got my telecaster thank you for asking mm. is um part of the Roadworn series from Fender. So it is uh, it's an aged guitar, but I've had this a number of years. I think it's one of the first year or second year Roadworn guitars in the kind of butterscotch, vintagey blonde finish. Um, typical early 50s tally setup with just the two single coil pickups, the three brass saddles, three-way selector, volume tone, maple neck, uh, six aside headstock, of course, and a black Bakelite pickguard. So yours is a bit special, though, isn't it? Well, it's had, um, yeah, it's had a few. It's, I think it's a special guitar. I think, um, I think a Telecaster is one of those guitars that they they've either really got it or sometimes they just don't. But when they've got it, I think yeah. there's something in the simplicity of a Telecaster that just makes it able to be so much more. It, it it's, it's not so hiding stripped anything, down, is it? so simplistic, it's, and yeah. it's not hiding anything. And when you get a good one, you've got a guitar for life. And it it, mm. it gives everything you give it, it gives it back. And so this mm. guitar, uh, I've had it, I, I, I forget now, I've probably had it maybe seven, eight, maybe even more, maybe nine years. 
and it's super resonant. It's got a really, really lovely, like thin nitro finish, which is was pretty warm when I got it, but is now really worn. The uh, the maple neck has virtually no finish on it, which has just aged even further and gone that real that real kind of dark, worn in maple look now. Um, I've messed around with pickups over the years, and now I've landed on a, a custom set that uh, the wonderful Matt at Monty's Guitars made for me. And yeah, it just does the telly thing. It just, I mean, that brings us on to the, the conversation really of, of why and how is the telly so good, because it never mm. ceases to amaze me. I think I've probably said this before, but I'll say it again. Never ceases to amaze me that something that is now 70 years old is still, in many people's eyes, the best thing out there. Like, hasn't been beaten. I know there's all these different modifications and there's so many different variations and there's all these other amazing guitar companies. But when you look at, like, best-selling guitars year on year, obviously the Strat's up there, obviously the Les Paul's up there, but the Telecaster is always there. Mm. Mm. Over to you, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah for, for, for good reason, for good reason. Um, I'll, well, I'll, a little bit of a brief... A brief um, history on my Telecaster. Um, um, Yours is very it? pretty, Phil. Very pretty. Oh. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I'll get round to this one in a second, but um, yeah, my my um, I've always been a Strat man, like everybody knows. My first, you know, real guitar, real Fender was a Strat, but I've always loved the Tele. Always loved the Tele, and I think one of my first experiences of the Telecaster was Status Quo. Mm. Um, great sound that they got <coughs> excuse me um but i um when was I? I was probably 16 15 16 years old i was on work experience and this is the one of the biggest regrets of my guitar history okay um i i i almost could do a rant on this because i, I was so stupid i mean stupid beyond <laughs> stupidity but i was lucky enough um I was on a work experience at uh, my guitar teacher's place and he had a, rec a recording studio and um, he had uh, a, um, a few guitars come in for sale because he, he, he's got a lo loads of students. He you know, they used to get guitars in, um, used to sell quite a lot of guitars as well for people. You know, if you want to sell one, you put one there and one of his students would probably buy it. It's probably me. <laughs> but um, this one time, two Telecasters came in when I was on work experience. One of them was a, a 72 Thin Line with um, the humbuckers in it, um, quite well played. And another one was a blue, I won't say Lake Placid blue, it was like a dark, um, uh, dark. it's like Lake Placid but darker. Mm, I can't okay. describe it. Midnight blue or something, I guess. Okay. Different lights, it was different different shades but um it had a Seymour Duncan humbucker in the neck and the bridge had been chopped and it had I was t I was told it had a Gibson um I think it was a Gibson SG pickup in there uh, it was a 1972 and I picked it up and fell in love with it I was just oh man I love this guitar um and it was 325 quid, which back then was <laughs> quite a lot of money. Mm. But yeah. it was still, wow, you know, for a, for a, um, a 72. I don't suppose it was what we class as a proper vintage back then. But, yeah. you know, the 60s were vintage and this the 70s were virgin on vintage, mm. maybe. Mm. Um, but one thing that it had about it was, in fact, both of these guitars were, they were ex-Albert Lee guitars. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. something oh, special. Went to Albert Lee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and um, I yeah I, I sold it about two or three years later to um, MOT uh, a van. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh. and I've been I've been looking for it ever since. I have I've been looking for it ever since. But um, yeah, I love that guitar. And um, what was really really oh, I tell you what, man, I was gutted because there's a book out called the Fender Telecaster book. It's a blue book. You've probably seen it. Mm. Um, quite a famous book. And there's a picture of Albert Lee in there playing my Telecaster. No. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh, man. oh man. So, um, yeah. Maybe if, if you've still had... got pictures, Phil, maybe stick them online if anyone's got it. They are it... on my Instagram. Yeah, if you if you go on my Instagram, um, Phil, what am I, Phil Walker Guitar or Guitarist? I can never remember. Uh, guitar. Phil Walker Phil Guitar. Phil Walker Guitar. Yeah. yeah, if you scroll down, you'll see a picture of me with this blue Telecaster when I was six, 15, 16 years old. Um, so, yeah, that it, that's it. Wow. Um, and yeah, so and then I I got a '74 Telecaster a few years later, which needed a refret badly. Um, didn't sound great. It was heavy. Mm. It was beat up. But um, made a bit of money on it when I sold it. Um, I've had uh, oh then I got a um, a really nice Telecaster which I had leather bound, and it's a, it's a Mexican classic. You know the '50s classic mm, series. Yeah. It was a really nice guitar, really nice guitar. And then um, I had uh, like the Waylon Jennings type thing. I had was <coughs> covered in leather, and that's on the Instagram. So that's the one that Albert Lee actually signed. Yes, um, the yes, leather yes, Telecaster. And then a few years ago, some um, Herbert in a music shop sold me a Brad Paisley <laughs> signature guitar. <laughs> hey, come on! There wasn't much selling involved in that one. No, there wasn't. There was. Once I found out Brad Paisley was doing um, a signature guitar, I was, I was, I was, I don't care if it plays like an absolute toilet seat. I'm yeah. having it. I don't care. So I'm a big Paisley fan. And Lee, Lee, um, Lee put an order in for me, and uh, he teased me with it. Because um, <laughs> when it arrived, I think I had to wait a few months for it. Yeah. And when it arrived, he literally sent me a message on uh, a text message, <laughs> and he just sent me a it's little in. bit of the uh, finish. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was, I was down there. I, in fact, there's a video on YouTube of me unboxing it in Absolute Music. There is. That's weird, isn't it? Now there's a flashback. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were yeah, in Absolute exactly. the other day, and obviously they got the. Is it like a new version of this guitar out? Yeah. They have. It's got the um, Secret Agent pickups in it. Which is this? I mean, mine. Uh, I'll just describe mine. My it's, it's a Marmite guitar. Is mine. Um, it's a road one, um, which I'm not usually a big fan of, but this one's done particularly tasteful. Um, but it's a silver tasteful. I'm just about to describe it. It's a silver sparkle finish. <laughs> <laughs> With, a well <laughs> With a paisley pick guard. With a paisley pick guard. That's really. And it's got the biggest neck I've ever played in my life. Mm. It's got. Um, it's a big, chunky, heavy V neck. And that sounds disgusting. And that was the only thing that was putting me off it when, when, when I ordered it. I was thinking, oh, man, I hope I like that neck. But do you know what? Brad Paisley is one clever bloke because he said um, when you hold your hand like you're holding a neck on a guitar, you get this natural shape. Yeah. And he's shaped the neck to that natural shape. And, yes, it is really oh, that makes a, That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, he, so he's... Um, so he designed this, 
um, with Fender, and and it's it's brilliant. It's got a '64 bridge pickup in there, and it's got a twisted tele neck pickup. I don't know what twisted means. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I don't care. It's just good. And just I'm just going to play a little bit of it because this is the most telly sounding tele I've been recording this week. Um, I've been doing some work for somebody. I've had some work, boys. And um, it's it's recording some country guitar stuff. And do you know what? I, I just, just tell he's just awesome. It's like I'll just play a little bit. Of I mean, that's just as telly as it Sounds gets. Sounds great. That is. That is. It's awesome. Well, I was going to say before Chris, before you tell us about yours, I'll just. Play mine, then we've got a comparison. Oh, oh no, absolutely. Ah, yeah, what, you guys gone clean, have you? Sorry? You guys gone for like a clean preset? Uh, this is clean just for now, but I was gonna. Uh, so this is kind of like the middle, the middle position. Because when I when I had the pickups made, I I um, talking of fifty twos. They're, they're such iconic guitars, but those sounds, in my opinion, these days are a little bit unusable because you have that really, really bright bridge pickup, but you have that mm. super dark neck pickup. So mm. when I said to uh, to Matt about making these pickups, I sent him some some sort of sound samples. One of yeah. the references was um, Robin Ford, his 1960 Telecaster. You hear him play that. I mean, obviously his playing's fantastic, but the, the tone of it is great, particularly the mm. neck pickup. It's got this very kind of hollow woodiness to it that's um almost a bit a bit stratty doesn't help because at the moment we've all got well, I imagine we've all got pretty dead strings because there's no point in changing your strings but not me, not me. Uh, and i didn't want a really shrill bridge pickup as well because um when you kick on a bit of gain that might sound good for clean but I wanted it mm. to still be kind of like soft and smooth. So it was just a, a case of kind of taming the two a little bit. So when you yeah. put on a bit of drive. Um, it can still it can still do that and and it can still mm. kind of. <laughs> Which to me is is the selling point of a telly. It, yeah, it kind of fits. Oh, just just mm. between both your examples, obviously we did an episode on a telly like really early on when we started this pod- podcast, and I I mentioned about this telly being my favourite guitar because it's so versatile. And obviously you can mm. hear that just through your playing demos there, that clean country sound straight as as far as you know that heavy rock tone that you had there, Lee. It they're just so versatile. Yeah. Well, yeah, with yeah, with uh, with a decent set of pickups and a good telly, and just those <coughs> three controls, you know, three three way selector, uh, a volume, and an, and a, I mean, you can go from you know real bright, and then just you know, and you've kind of got those, mm. yeah, yeah. Hey, oh man, just and then of course you can do that. Yeah. 
Ah, Phil, explain what you're doing there. That sounds really cool. I like that. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> basically um, using the tone as, as a wah wah. And because it's a great big honking tone knob, you know, you can really sort of, you can go mad at it. <laughs> Hours of fun. Ooh, that's quite cool, that. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds so sorry great. to all the listeners out there that are now all they can hear is <laughs> wow wow wow. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like an episode of Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you'd never get a gig with uh, with uh, with Adele. Funky. Apparently she hates Wawa, so um But that oh, oh, well. I love that 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 um You know those real funky. Yeah. And of course, don't forget so I mean, this is this is on this is on country setting, right? Right, and then just with like you say, go to the neck pickup. Let's go blues. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they're great. So oh. good. You're listening to the Guitar Heroes podcast. Chris, what are you playing? So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the model I'm playing today is a Highway 1 model. It's from the Highway 1 series. So I, pretty much, I'm just having a look at the year. Uh, 2003. They started in 2002, this Highway 1 series. Um, mm. So, at the at this time, I think they were like the lowest entry, like kind of USA models. Like a bit like the American sp- USA specials, I think, that they've got now, I think. I think they're still currently in production still. Mm-hmm. Um but quite sought after now, actually, these models. This one is a is a limited edition. This is what I, I, they call the Texas model, I think. So it's basically just a fifties reproduction. Um, uh, isn't the butterscotch finish? It's like a uh, sunburst, but it's got like a, a green tinge to the finish. Mm. Yeah, I can mm. see that. It's like a two tone sunburst type. Yeah, it is uh, with a, yeah. a slight green tinge to it. It's kind of strange. Um, one piece no, body. It's moldy. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does look mouldy. Yeah, it uh, just needs a clean, Chris. That's what that is. Oh, I know. <laughs> so it's a one-piece body as well, which is nice. Um, oh, okay. Um, maple neck. And what's interesting about this? It's a twelve-inch radius on this neck, so it feels very much like my my Les Paul. A slightly mm. um, a slightly longer fretboard, but yeah, it's a lot flatter than your kind of standard Telecaster necks. Um, what pickups? Uh, what oh, pickups. pickups I don't actually know. They, 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 everything's stock on this guitar. Everything just works. So I didn't really feel the need to replace anything. They're, they're, I, think, um, I think they're hot Texas pe- pickups or something. Quite high mm. output. It's actually louder than my Les Paul. <laughs> um, but, Are uh, they called Texas Specials or something? Oh, it, c- it, could, it? it could be. Um, I might be wrong. Uh, they might well be. Um, they're very hot. Mm. I know that. Um, quite loud. Um, uh other than that, I don't really. Maple neck on it, obviously. Anyone who obviously can't see this, uh, it's a maple neck, white guard on it, which is not original actually. So um, what was it? Um, I I don't know. This uh, this came on the guitar, but the guy said it's been replaced. So um, it looks. Oh, so a white one was on it, but it's yeah, it's been replaced with another one apparently. So okay. interesting on the early the early Telecasters going back to when we're talking about the fifties, uh, they were just one piece maple necks, weren't they? The the yeah. fretboard they had no truss rod like the early early ones they had no truss rod, and um, 
Ah, right. Yeah. And, and, and therefore, no need for a fretboard, as in a separate piece of wood. No. no skunk stripe, no fretboard. It was just simply carved out of one piece of wood. And again, I think that was why Leo went for that. You look at a Telecaster, and it's got quite a narrow headstock. It's barely that much wider than the actual fretboard itself. Yeah. To help with him carving it out of a single piece mm-hmm. of wood. Mm, which yeah. is uh, mm. cool. and uh, yeah this has got um this is one piece maple neck obviously but i do have the uh the skunk stripe on the back uh and the, the string tree as well one of those round ones not like the um the uh yeah i don't know what they're called uh yeah yeah, yeah. but obviously yeah. my trussword access is actually the headstock which i actually prefer it's way more practical um you don't have to take the neck off for this one mm, mine's um, at the heel uh, it sounds good. Uh, it's got uh, three brass saddles on it. Um, uh, yeah, three-way switch. Uh, you know, Chris, I don't actually use the string tree on my guitars. I t- I, I've take noticed it out that. I know so you've actually on your Strat. Haven't you taken them off completely? Haven't you? Or they just yeah. they just sit on top? Or uh, now I've taken them off completely. Yeah, yeah. The the, the nuts um, the nuts on my guitars are so well cut. Um, thank you, Joe. And Robin at Absolute Music, <laughs> um, but there, yeah, there's, there's no need to put, you know, no need to put them under the string tree, which just no. helps with tuning. And well, what have you. that is, that is one of the other great things about a Telecaster, is the tuning stability. Oh, uh, yeah. he, he just got it right. Those my favourite tuners. I think we all love these tuners. The just the old vintage style. Cut the, the string and the string push goes it in, in the hole because doesn't Amazing. shred your guitar case and if you pick up your guitar you don't catch your hand on the string ends or anything you know you can just yeah. you can you know they they're just great i pull mine out of the case or off the mm. rack and they just stay yeah. in tune that that three uh, saddle setup is just so so simple but like um, you said Everything about the guitar, it's simple. It, it works. And, you know, th- they just got it right when, you know, they come up with a design. It was, and that's why it's never changed. The design hasn't changed. There's been variants of this model in terms of, like, color. Certain aesthetics have changed. But but that model. that is why I think there has been so many variations and so many successful variations. Yes. Because the base starting point is is such a, and I think this is why, this is where its charm lies, is such a good canvas mm. for anyone. It fits into so many different genres because it doesn't do too much for you. Yeah. The more you put on a guitar, the more niche you make it. The more bells and whistles of it course. has, the further yeah. you force it down a particular avenue that it then cannot come yeah. back from. Where the telly- You mean like John Mayer's PRS with about <laughs> 47 switches on it? Just, just you think of anything that's more kind of like deluxe, elaborate, custom. Yes. The more pickups you give it, the more sounds... You know, in inverted It's a commas. bit like uh, with the Les Paul when they had all the uh, the pool switches and stuff. You know, it just suddenly become too versatile. It, you kind of lose that that charm of a Les Paul. And but think about variations of a Telecaster. So think about the like the Telecaster Custom and the and the Deluxe works amazing. Yeah, a but Telecaster with with humbuckers, fantastic. Think yeah. about a Thin Line. What other solid body guitar works like that? That's a that's a great mm. guitar. Like just exactly. taking a Telecaster yeah. and making it more resonant. It's, it's Actually, do you know what they did with mine with this Paisley Telecaster? Oh, two things I've got to mention about it is I hope I've got this right. Um, the wood is well, now I've got it right. I just don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, the wood is Palawina. Palawina, yeah. Pa- Polonia, Palawina. I think it's Palawina. Yeah. It's spelled like that. Because, like your Pixville, um, that guitar will fly away. 
<laughs> it is. This guitar, right? This, this guitar weighs 5.4 so ounces. So light. Uh, yeah, f- yeah, five, five, yeah, five, five pounds four ounces. Sorry, um, it, it's amazing. It, it's it's just a great. And what they've done um, is it's got the three saddle bridge, but they've. <laughs> I'm just trying to look here uh, on the A, the G, and the B. They've made it so you can actually alter the intonation actually on the brass saddle. Right, and that's wow. just fantastic. What a great little idea. You can't tell. You've got to really look at it to see that. Mm. But I'm thinking that's a great little upgrade for, for this. But yeah. but the amazing thing there is that in spite of all those little modifications and the variations of Telecaster that we've seen over the years, if you just come back to this standard, so if we go onto Fender's website now and just look at an American standard, or I think it's an American professional now, isn't it? Look at that. And actually, look how much has varied, considering that six, uh, seventy years. Yeah, you know, it's since amazing. this original incarnation, mm. it's mm. amazing, and it's still top shelf. It's not like old hat or or vintage or retro. It's still like no. No, no. the thing, um, you know, that guitar players lust over. And interestingly, it it has been. T- I mean, I've got a list here. I was going to read you out some names. I went on Google and I just started going down the rabbit hole of guitar players. And when you actually see these names stacked up and look at all the different mm. genres that it's found itself in, what's really cool is that you've got people who are proper guitar guitar players, guys like Danny Gatton and um, Albert Lee, uh, Vince mm, Gill, yeah. people like that, Brad Paisley. But you've also got people who are kind of like the underdogs, the people who are n- your Joe Strummers. You know, then they're sort of like the anti-heroes. They're not going to be into like guitar no. guitar playing you know the way the punk movement took mm. it on it's that sort of working class hero guitar as well because it's so simple well you take like um, bruce springsteen is the perfect yeah. icon for it like um uh, born to run is is that the album him just on the front of his telly yeah yeah, yeah. like um it's it's awesome but obviously like you said lee i mean it expands as far as jazz you've got guys like mike stern robin yeah uh, robin ford uses the telly robin as well ford. Um, there you go robin ford um yeah it just well, check, check this even out, motown right? even motown like uh the telly was the main guitar used on most of those albums well, does he, he actually I, was, I don't know if you noticed but um a lot of girls seem to prefer the telly as well cheryl uh cheryl cheryl cole <laughs> yeah right <laughs> see him telecaster Warped. oh my I love a telecaster. god <laughs> wait i might have loved my telecaster like it's cracking guitar oh no i went into Polish then. sorry <laughs> didn't mean to offend anybody out there but yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, Cheryl Cole from Poland <laughs> in the northeast. Um yeah, so this is um Cheryl Crow, uh, Chrissy Hind, Telecaster players. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, look, look, all right, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna give you this list because I started writing and then I just got a bit carried away. Well, so. I do have I do have a fun fact which will tie into yeah. your list. If you don't cover the name, okay. You have a, do, so you do have the a list first? Yeah, okay. Come on, do the all list. right, so obviously you've got you've got Keith, big Keith at the top, Keith Richards, yep. uh Springsteen, George Harrison. Taking it way back to the 50s, you've got James Burton, obviously. Mm. Um, uh, Luther Perkins. We spoke about him in uh, the 50s episode, playing alongside Johnny Cash. Oh, um, you did, yes. Mentioned, yeah. mentioned Danny Gatton, like you said, Phil, Chrissy Hind. I think that's a really interesting mm. point, the way it was kind of taken by that that new wave punk movement. You've got Chrissy Hind. You've got um, like Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead. Uh, of course... Graham Coxon from Blur, like Britpop, yeah. it was successful there. Wilco Johnson. Wilco Johnson, he's on the list. Uh, obviously, the punk movement, like 
Joe Strummer. Um, but you've also got guys like Jim Root from Slipknot. I mean, he's got yeah, his own right. signature. Of course, it's been yeah. a really popular yeah. signature guitar in one of the, like the heaviest bands ever. Uh, John Five, Marilyn Manson's oh, guitar player. Yeah, John <laughs> yeah. Five. I've just got to tell our listeners: go on, look on uh, um, YouTube, okay, and put John Five guitar collection. And I think I'm right in saying he's got a Telecaster from every year they were made. Yeah, I mean, cool a, a Telecaster gave us this. Like Marilyn Manson in his heyday, this is like uber heavy mm. metal. And there's a, there's, you know, there's a Telecaster there. Uh, Tom Morello, all his Drop D stuff, Rage Against Machine. Uh, killing in the name of played on a telecaster. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, you've got blues guys. You've got Muddy Waters, uh, Albert Collins, the Iceman, Albert Collins, rocking a telecaster. Um, Jimmy Page. You, yeah. You know, guitar players yeah. love to pull that one out of the bag. Jimmy Page famously recorded Zeppelin One, largely with the telecaster. I think the guitar solo to Stairway to Heaven, telecaster. That was going to be my guitar fact. <laughs> oh no, Lee! You've Sorry. just closed his laptop. It's all right. Oh, no. I still, it's all right. I still have a Chris's corner for today, so it's all good. Uh, who else have I got? We've mentioned Quo, Pete Townsend, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top. Yeah. Uh, we've mentioned Robin Ford, Andy Summers from The Police, Prince. You mentioned female guitar players. What about Avril Lavigne? Like bringing it, yeah. you know, yeah. and some Forty One and like young punk pop <clears> bands and stuff like that. It just it just goes on, and when you look at uh, and obviously I played a bit of Jeff Buckley earlier. That's one of my favourite Telecaster examples. Uh, the album Grace. Just listen to the Telecaster tones that are all over that. It just it's it's everywhere. It's like rock, metal, pop. Uh, probably punk, one of the soul. most recorded Telecasters ever is probably Brent Mason's Telecaster. Brent Mason. He's on the list as well. Brent Mason. Yeah, yeah Brent Mason's played on just about every country album to come out of Nashville. And he's used pretty much the same guitar for it all. Plays on everything, yeah. doesn't um, Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. Joe uh, Walsh. Yeah. used the Telecaster in James Gang. Vince uh, Gill. In Eagles. Vince Gill. Alex Lifeson. That was an interesting one. Oh, from oh, really? He didn't instantly come to mind because I sort of see him in the later years when he was using a PRS. But I mm. think there was an interview that said that his, his favourite guitar is number one that he used to use. And he, he still always used for writing. He said he, he found it very, very creative and inspiring. Is an old telly. Yeah. That, wow. It's just, um, and now this is an, in, I'll finish on this. This is an internet rumor. And if any of the listeners out there can confirm this for us, that'd be great. But there's a lot of speculation online that Noel Redding uh, let Jimmy borrow a Telecaster to record possibly Purple Haze, Hey Joe, and. Uh, there was something else, but certainly those those two. You that type that true. Type that in online, and um, no. <laughs> seriously, oh, the, the, everything we're gonna have to, we're gonna, music is alive. We're gonna I have know. to rethink the show now. I know, I know. <laughs> when I, I oh, I need it confirming because for every for every really strong argument where there's a guy like, yeah, you know, I knew Eddie Kramer and he knew, you know, blah blah blah, and Jimmy did yeah. use a telly. There's there's one guy that seems to really really. Um, you know, cleverly kind of dispute that, but maybe if anyone out there has a definitive on a, a definitive answer on that, let us know. Did I think Jimmy we need to go. We need to go quickly into a, a Chris's corner before my head explodes after that. I, I and don't before know. my curry uh, arrives. 
But yeah, so make it quick, Chris. But just quickly going back to that fact, before we jump into the corner, the uh, Stairway to Heaven solo, mm. obviously I was always under the uh, the illusion that it was a Les Paul because you just, or a Les G, you always relate um, Jimmy Page to that guitar. But yep. to say, you know, you listen back to it and go, man, that Telecaster rocks. The fact they can yeah. just, you know, deliver that sort of tone as well. It's just, yeah, mm. it's awesome. Really cool. But yeah, I didn't even realize that until we did our first episode on the Telecaster a while back. So um, well, there yeah, go. all that there time. We, we, we could do about five episodes on the Telecaster. Yeah. Well, the more, so we, the more we discuss it and the more time I spend with my telly, the more I'm starting to realize that like, I'm just constantly moving towards a Telecaster more so than a Strat. It's my favorite guitar. I'd use, I'd use this for everything. It's, it's so good. Mine's, mine's actually really heavy, actually. But Keith Richards always preferred a, a heavy Telecaster. He always said it um, contributed to the sound of uh, making it a little heavier. Poppycock. Maybe. Right, let's jump right. into Chris's corner. I'm going to cue your music. Ladies go and gentlemen, on. it's that time again. Uh, please cue the music. Chris's so did you know... To make a pound of honey, a honeybee needs to fly 50,000 miles and visit 2 million flowers. <laughs> I recently got... <laughs> Ding dong, I think my curry's here. <laughs> that, that, oh, it, that is wow. true, but it you isn't my corner. It isn't my corner. It is true, but it isn't my corner. You need um, to explain that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that next time. Um, but I've recently restrung my telly. Um, watching, we spoke last a few episodes ago about uh, that Rick Beato video about different gauges of strings and and how the nine actually sound nine gauge strings sound way better over the tens and the eights and the elevens. Mm. Um, naturally, mixes the guitar better in a in a band mix and everything. So I've put nines on my telly. Don't like it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Like I just it it feels like. Um, it feels like I'm playing a toy. Everything just feels too light. Um, everything does it. Does it feel all neck? Yeah, like it's like all, just, all neck and no really, strings. They feel really loose. The, the set I did the, did an adjustment to the setup, and you know it's set up right. And but I've lost the 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 sustain. Definitely isn't there anymore. What did you have on it before? Tens. A tens before. I've I've stuck with the same brand. I've been always been using Diodarios. Um, uh, these are tens, and normally with my tens, it would last a little bit longer. Just the tone is just definitely a little bit fatter. But right. It's definitely easier to play. Uh, mm. Like bends are a lot easier and and everything. But it just I don't know. Maybe I've just been I've been on tens for years, and I'm now debating. I've just done all my fretboards with the Monty's Relic Wax. Oh yeah. Um, so oh. I've done my Les Paul today, and I asked Phil earlier, I asked both of you guys earlier, I, what do I do? Do I wrap, do I wrap around the bridge with nine? Because I've only got nine gauge strings. I bought a load of them. So um, do I put nines on my Les Paul? Am I going to enjoy it? I don't know. Mm. No, I don't think you will. I mean, uh, my it's, the strings are wrapped around mine because that's how it came, and I just liked how it felt, yeah. and I like how it feels on your hand as well when you when you. Um, when you're resting your hand on the bridge, I like it because you can feel the strings running all the way, yeah. and I just like how that feels. Grippage. Um It just feels, <laughs> with, especially on the telly, it just feels I can't dig into the guitar. Like I'm just afraid I'm going to break a string. 
there is a there is a notable yeah. difference. I just I don't know. Maybe I could go nine and a half. So I know there's that's the thing nowadays, isn't it? Um, why are you why why are you doing all this then? Just because of some I, well, YouTuber. I watched the uh, the Rick Beata video and I was I was really intrigued. Uh, it came out on top and it from the audio it did sound better. It, it sounded a lot clearer. There's a lot lower. Yeah, end. but Chris, he did. They they were playing a Les Paul in that video, weren't they? They were specifically yeah. looking at a Les Paul. The argument they were making. Um, if you haven't seen the video, go online and try and find it on Rick's channel. But it was basically that back in day, all these great seventies rock albums that we all love the guitar tones, thin guitar strings were the way. And he was yeah. saying really until Stevie came along and kind of broke the mold, everyone went a different way after that. But before that, all these guys were using thin, like Jimmy Page, uh, obviously Billy Gibbons, Jimi Hendrix, Blackmore, mm. Malmsteen still uses eights. Like they were using very, very thin eights, nines. I mean, yeah, the ten yeah. was eight really, really, really hard to come by. So, and they did this 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 kind of blind test thing. And to, to be fair, I thought the nines sounded great on the Les Paul, didn't they? Yeah, they did sound really good. That's why I was intrigued. I thought I'd maybe stick them on all my guitars and see how they feel. But um, to be I, honest, I'm not though, sold on at the YouTube, moment. You, would you know? Would you know what sounded better? Nines, tens, or twelves through you, on YouTube? Would you know? Well, it depends you, what you're listening you really through, tell? I guess. You know, good yeah. speakers and all that. But look, this is why we need a gig because we're getting way too into this stuff. Chris, you said today, I've got some new strings for my guitar, and I've never been so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and just the fact that you've been researching into honeybees again just confirms. I, I was, I wasn't, I wasn't researching. I actually got some honey from a place in Dorchester, um, in a place called Stratton. It was oh, yeah. actually from oh, a yeah. friend, a friend of the family. Actually, got us a, uh, a pot of honey and um, a jug of honey, and uh, yeah, it came with these useful facts. I was reading them. I was outside having a beer, and I was reading them. I was actually found them really interesting. Let me reel some more off to you. Here we go. Oh, God. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really, on, I'm I really wish I'm I running out of pot. Than water. <laughs> I'm running out of pot. Don't worry. I'm not going to punch the audience with these. Okay. Uh, Could, all right. Can can we do something to finish the, this podcast on? Yeah. Now, what I know we've all do. got different sounds and everything, but what I want to do is just like do a very brief thing on each pickup of each guitar, okay, just to see, see what happens. So, obviously, on a cleanish type sound, because you can probably tell it better on that. So, I'm going to play something, and then you guys play um, the same type of thing, okay? So, so I'm a, cl on, a cleanish sound, right? Yeah. So, uh, this is the uh, Brad Paisley Telecaster on the bridge pickup. Late? Yep. Um. And that's your 52 type um, reissue ish yep. type relic thing. Yep. Yep. Cool. Chris? Cool. Okay, so let's move to the, uh, the middle. Middle. Lee? Helps you have your volume up, doesn't it? <laughs> nice. Chris? Nice, nice. Okay, so now we're going on the neck pickup. Lee's? I couldn't see your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> your neck was off. Uh, 
Christopher. So obviously we're we're not hearing it um, properly. Um, I mean, mine sounds really full and fat and everything, but mine's I'm listening to my interface, and all I can hear is your guys through Zoom. Which the, so I'm really looking forward to listening back to this yeah, podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, why, why don't we do a sustain test? Why don't we get really nerdy? Should we do a, a sustain oh, wow. test? So okay. is this with drive? Yeah, a little bit. Not not like you can't put that freak out pedal on, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's got this pedal that just gives you infinite sustain. Oh, which pickup? Are we going to do it on each pickup as well? Just the just the bridge. Just go bridge. Just the bridge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and what note, Lee? Um, Chris, pick a note. D flat. D flat. I'll, I'll pick a fret. Let's go fifteenth fret B string. Fifteenth fret B string. And is it is it a bend or is it just a a bend? Go for it. Wail it. Go Lee. on, Lee. Well, go for it, Lee. You Lee, Lee go, you go. I'll first. go first. Do you, me, do you want me to go first? Oh no, go, go on, Chris. Go, go on. Well, that's not fair. Pathetic. <laughs> that's not Pathetic. He's going to wear his bloody G-string we, out. You should have just bent and This and bloody nines have faded away already. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll hold it. I'll, I'll play again. I'll just hold the note. Okay. Okay, go on. Okay. okay. Did you have a noise gate on that? <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Okay. Here we go. Oh, actually, oh, <laughs> sh- sh- I've got a noise gate on it. <laughs> this is this is not good listening. This is really. If there's some, if if anyone is listening to this, we, we can like play. We can play. And they have a significant other in the household, or they live with a roommate or something. They're thinking, what on earth are you listening to? <laughs> just us. Just, Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Just and do the socials. I want to go yeah, now. Ma- I th- I ding dong. <laughs> it carries it. Right. Uh, if you want to see some pictures of these telecasters that we've been murdering tonight, then you can head over to Instagram and you can search for Phil Walker Guitar, Chris Anthony Guitar, or Lee Troy Guitar. If you want to find us on Facebook, it's Phil Walker Guitarist, Lee Williams Guitarist, and Chris Anthony Guitar. You can head to the show pages, which are Story of Guitar Heroes on Instagram or Facebook, or it's the website www.storyguitarheroes.com. And of course, there's YouTube where you can search Phil Walker Guitarist and uh, check out the video of Phil going to Absolute Music to pick up his Brad Paisley Telecaster. Yep. There we have it, chaps. Another Excellent. one in the bag. Lovely. Excellent. So yeah, actually, when this podcast comes out, well, it comes out sort of late Monday evenings. Yeah. <laughs> Usually. Usually. Um, so we we kind of uh, it's like t- Tuesday is a real podcast day, but it comes it does come out late Monday evening. So it'll be on Telly Tuesday. So we'll oh, yeah. uh, we should put pictures of ourselves holding our beautiful Telecasters, um, and hashtag the Telly Tuesday thing next Sounds week. Good. This good. week, this week, whenever you yeah. listen to it. Next week, this week. Where are we? Yeah. What day? If you're listening to it a year from now, you've missed it. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> If we're well. still here a year from now, I don't know. <laughs> Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And it's uh, been a very yeah. interesting episode. It's been uh, it's been lovely. Now um, go enjoy your curry, Lee. I oh, will do. We'll I'm do. gonna have some honey <laughs> on toast. I think. <laughs> I'm just gonna drink more pot. Good night, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Toodaloo.
of my toe knob. Whoa.